Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the You Are Not Alone podcast. My name is Debbie Gold, and I'm here with my 19-year-old son, Greg. Each week on this show, we will talk about issues that matter most to you, and it's our wish that you would find hope and encouragement and a little bit of Jesus in every episode. We're so glad that you're here. Thank you for listening. So about three or four months ago, God placed something huge on my heart, and that was the desire to help adolescents and young adults coming from hard places deal with their struggles and their problems. God repeatedly put situations in front of me of kids in the midst of their struggles. Each of them pulled at my heart in such a strong way. I wanted to help. I had a deep desire to somehow get involved. And that, my friends, is how this podcast came to be. So what do I mean by hard places? Um, I've broken this down into four categories, and the first one is single-family homes. And this is where uh, kids are being raised by either their mom or dad because of a divorce or a death. Parents are, the parent, the single parent, is trying to do the job of, of two parents, and sometimes the child's needs or children's needs don't always get met. As a mother of two, I know it takes all of us to do our parts to make our family run smoothly. And it takes both my husband and I to be there for our boys emotionally, physically, and spiritually. The second one is unstable homes. And this is where kids are living in homes where they might not, where there might be drug use, excessive partying, abuse, neglect. Maybe there's no food or meals being made. There's no structure. Kids aren't getting to school. And they're spending way too much time alone. Basically, the priority isn't being given to kids and the family unit. So I want to read you a little something from a book that uh, I've been reading myself personally. And maybe you can relate to this. Carly, Carly, wake up. Something bad is happening. Mom and dad are fighting. What? What do you mean fighting? Carly asked, trying to wake up. She reached for her glasses. And with Carly in the lead, we took off to mom and dad's bedroom. We stopped abruptly at the door. What we saw would haunt me for the rest of my life. There stood Dad. He was pulling Mom's hair hard. Mom had tears in her eyes. Let go of me, Mom screamed. Carly and I yelled for Dad to let go of Mom. My legs shook with fear, and I felt like I was going to collapse. Our yelling had no impact on Dad. Finally, Carly ran over to Dad and started flailing her fist at him in a wild frenzy. It was then that he finally let go. Dad stood there, unable to hold himself up. Mom sat down on the cedar chest, crying ever so hard now, and as she rubbed her head. It hurt so much, she managed to say in between the sobs. My heart ached for Mom. I wanted to go to her, to hug her, and tell her everything was going to be okay. But touching and speaking comforting words were foreign to me. I stood there frozen with my private thoughts. Get out of this house now, damn you, Mom said forcefully as she gave Dad a glaring look. Dad mumbled something under his breath and staggered out of the room. Scared he might fall into me, I stepped out of his path. Shortly, the door that led to the porch slammed shut, and in minutes later, we heard the car skidding through the parking lot. So, yeah, maybe some of you can relate to that, and if you, you do, I'm very sorry that you have to deal with that. Greg, you want to talk about the next two? Yeah, sure. So, um, as she was saying, there's two more left, which are foster homes, which is one of the other situations where kids are taken away from their parents because their parents are not able to provide for them or 
just be parents to them, you know, give them the support and the loving care and the tender love that they need. Um, here's a fun fact if you're listening. There are several famous people who were fostered during their childhood. To name just a couple, our very own Texas. Willie Nelson, who has lived on his 300 acres in Spicewood, Texas property since 1983. When he was young, his parents abandoned him, and eventually he was fostered in by his grandparents. They were the ones who introduced him to music. Another category would be kids living on the street. This seems like the worst of the worst, but it actually happens. The NSCL, National Conference of State Legislators, recently reported that 1 in 10 young adults ages 20, 18 to 25 and 1 in 30 adolescents ages 13 through 17 experience some form of homelessness unaccompanied by parent or guardian over the course of a year. Well, that's crazy. I can't imagine... Um those kids that are living on streets, um, it's hard enough to imagine an adult living on a street, but children. They don't deserve the situation that they put in. Uh, they really don't. It's so sad. Anyway, if you fall into any of these categories, please don't feel guilty or ashamed. Whatever happened to you that put you in this situation was out of your control. It wasn't your fault, and you're not to blame. Now, if you don't fit into any of these four categories, hold on, because God went to work on my heart again, and He helped me to see that it really doesn't matter what life circumstances our life circumstances are. Um, you know, Greg, you and I talked about that. Uh, socio socioeconomic classes don't matter, so it doesn't matter if you're an upper class, middle, uh, working class, rich, poor, um, or whether you live in a city or in a small town or in a suburb. Happy home, a happy home or a chaotic home, it doesn't matter. We all experience this and we're not exclusive. No one is spared from experiencing struggles or problems. The fact is we all need help and guidance from time to time. And that's why this podcast is so important. It's here to help you or maybe a friend deal with the challenges of life. With each episode, we will walk away, you will walk away with life-changing skills and knowledge that will help you do life. Great. Why don't you talk a little bit about role models? We'll, we'll uh, talk about role models um, next, and, and that'll be the, the end of our first episode. Yeah, sure. Um, I think that role models are just important for the youth um, and adults, too. I mean, everyone that has people that they look up to, you know, including myself, um, so what is a role model? I guess we can start with a role model should serve as an example and inspire kids or adults to lead meaningful lives. They should demonstrate integrity or like in other words, you know, being dependable, loyal, honest, respectful, um, being a person of like good judgment. Basically a role model is just passionate about what they do. Uh, they place importance on serving their community and they're accepting of people. Um, do these characteristics remind you of anyone in your life? Or do you have a role model? Take a minute to think about who that person or persons are. If you've never really thought about having a role model, be on the lookout for that person. Consider parents, family members, teachers, peers, a famous person you admire, professors, pastor, pastors, or youth group leaders or coaches. This podcast can even serve as a role model, and I hope that you add it to your list. So to go over once more, water role model is once again, they're basically, they're a person of good integrity, um, the dependable people, loyal people, good judgment, good judgment. Yeah. Um, mom, let's say like 
who do you, who's some of your role leaders my or like role models? Role models? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I, I just, I think I'll start with my very first one. I was probably about 10 years old and, um, I was, uh, my parents owned a, a pub when I was growing up and it was a very large uh, building. It was two stories. And the second floor was our home where we lived. And in the, the pub and bar area, there were various games for entertainment, like dart, uh, dartboard, shuffleboard, pool table. And I developed a, a special interest in the pool table. And oftentimes I'd be playing it and just shooting at the balls and haphazardly making them into the pockets. Didn't really know the rules of the game or how to hit the balls, you know, to strategically, I suppose. So there was this middle-aged man that came in maybe twice a week, and his name was Art. And he was really good at pool. And I often just sat at a side table and would watch him. Oh, yeah, just for hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd just be sitting Tried there alone to, at night just it, watching him yeah. break and all that. Trying to get some tips and oh, yeah. see if I could, you know, get, get a little better. That's that. right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so I'd watch him. I just wanted to be like art so bad. And uh, one day he asked me if I wanted to learn. And so I I was caught off guard because no one had really taken a special interest in me before. And like I said, I was probably about 10 years old. There was a lot I had to learn, like how to hold the stick, correct way to rack the balls, how to break, aligning and eyeing my shots. And eventually I got so good at playing that Art taught me about English, and that's where you put a little side spin on the cue ball to do trick shots. And and Art was really respectful. He was absolutely dependable, and he had a passion for the game. He wanted to help me, and he wouldn't let me quit when it, when it got too hard. And believe me, there were times I wanted to quit, and I got down on myself. So he basically led me to dream. And eventually, I went on to shoot in local and statewide tournaments as I got older. And um, yeah, it's one of my favorite games to this day, and um, I'm still pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Do you know? Do you know if he ever found out that you went to like state championships and stuff like that? Oh yeah, he knew. He knew. Oh yeah, for he sure. Found out. He was. Mm-hmm. He's probably a, like a proud dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so if it wouldn't have been for art, my life would have looked different, and yeah. I wouldn't have been doing those things or have those skills or have that um, that self esteem boost that I got from. Um, you know, that I get from being a good pool player. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you met a role model and then that kind of, you know, changed your hobbies um, mm-hmm. and your friend groups. Probably you probably met a lot of people off pool, um, probably in that little pool group with art and going yeah. to tournaments and stuff like that. So some of my friends today are still that I shot with on, on different leagues are still, you know, people I stay in contact with. Oh, yeah, sure. exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's really it, cool. it reminds me of my grandpa. Um he was a big golf player and he always, Grandpa Gold. Grandpa Gold. He always, um, he was, he was always on the golf course or always doing weights and he was always trying to get me to go on the, um, on the greens with him and play like, you know, go to the putting range or go to the driving range and just hit some balls with him because he was a massive golfer. And I'm starting to get into the game of golf today too because it's a, it's a really fun game. So I think, yeah, Grandpa definitely inspiration for me too. And, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that story, though. That's a really cool story. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. We all need role models. We all need um, someone that we can uh, go to to seek um, help and to build our skills. And it'll make you feel, uh, you know, good about yourself. Mm-hmm. So, 
I guess that's all we have for today. Remember to be thinking about a role model if you don't already have one. And just want to say thanks so much for listening today. We appreciate you. And if you like what you heard, hit the subscribe Subscribe button. button. And tell your friends about us, too. We'll be back here next week, and we are going to be talking about fentanyl and what you need to know. Thank you, Jesus, for this episode. Goodbye.